Hello and welcome to PhD with Women on IT Hack the Future. My name is Bata Young and today's PhD Positivity Hack Delivered will be by our guest, Claudia Cafeo. So today's topic, we are going to talk about building your website. Claudia, where in the world are you today? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for having me here today. Um, I'm, I'm in Sicily right now, even though I live in London, but I'm from Italy and I'm enjoying the summer in my beautiful, sunny and warm island right now. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Claudia, you have built a couple of websites, you have built a community um, and uh, Claudia is joining us uh, from a sunny Sicilian island, although she's working on a daily basis in uh, London. London. Let me remind you. Yes, this is a this is a grassroots community that focuses on women on IT, an inclusive forum of women in technology, startups, and female leaders who are supported by men as well. And I bring heart to that hustle because empathy is my motto, and empathy is critical when you are building your website using um knowledge from claudia claudia could you tell us a little bit about what's that beautiful abbreviation ux ui let's start from there okay so the ux stands for user experience whereas ui stands for user interface um, basically these two sciences combine and they work together uh, because the user experience um, has to do with everything that involves the research and the experience itself of the user was browsing and using your websites whereas the user interface um, deals more with the feel the user has while browsing your your website or your mobile application so um, even though they're sometimes two different roles they they're very intertwined and they work um, alongside a good interface has to have a good um, user research at the back and, and vice versa um, to in order to to give the best experience to to the users and as you were saying empathy is very important because obviously the first step you have to um, approach when creating a website is to see what the website is for and who is it for and try to empathize with the user and see what their needs are and how you can create the best experience for them. Um, and this kind of links as well to, to my background because um, as you know, um, I, I currently work as a primary school teaching assistant in London, um, helping, helping children with special needs. Um, so having soft skills is very important uh, for any kind of job, I believe. Uh, so em empathy, as you were saying, is one of the main, main skills that everyone should have. 
So, uh, Claudia, even though you did not have the appropriate portfolio or experience, after some preparation time, you still managed to find the first client. So, can you tell us a little bit about your route to designing your first website and, and starting getting your first client? Definitely. So everything started with COVID. I think just like many other people, you had to reinvent yourself and, and kind of um, look for opportunities online because everything was shut down, everything was closed and it was quite dangerous to go anywhere. Um, so myself, just like many other thousands of people, uh, turned back into the online world and I came across uh, this role of designer, UX designer, which I never heard about it before. Um, even though it has been going on for many years, but it's kind of a, a, a relatively new role um, that's been given this name. So during COVID, I, I had to look at my skills and I started looking for something that I could do from home, from the safety of my house, uh, as well as going into school during the day. Um, so I started um, by looking for resources online. And I have to say there's many, many ways you can learn nowadays. Uh, you don't have to have a degree. There are some degrees, obviously there are design degrees, graphic design degrees, but you can also learn by yourself. Um, I'm a self-taught designer and I've been starting by, um, I've started by using a website called udemy.com, which offers quite affordable courses. Uh, I, I will be happy to recommend some of those to you. Uh, just send me a DM or a message and I, I will be happy to share my resources. But that's what I've done basically. I've started learning um, the fundamentals of UX, user research. What is it? What does it entail? And what is it for? So I started studying the fundamentals and then I applied for um, an internship at a company called uxbeginner.com which is a company based in California in the US. And I didn't get the job the, at the first, you know, the first time. <laughs> uh, but what I did, I didn't, I didn't give up. I didn't stop. And resilience will take you far in this world. So I messaged the founder again and I said, I'm really sorry I didn't get in, but I think you should review my application because this reason and this reason and this reason. And here's another design uh, that I'm going to attach to the email. And they gave me a second chance and I actually got into the apprenticeship. Um, <laughs> and ever since that day, I never looked back. So I believed in myself, my skills, my confidence, and I just kept on building my knowledge on design, using the resources online, using um, videos, YouTube, and communities. So important to have, like join a community, uh, find other people. There's so many of us right, right now out there that are doing the same journey. So what I felt, I, I was a little bit intimidated to start by myself. So I had to have a team. So having the apprenticeship with other people was fabulous because I could you know, compare my skills and I could grow with them. But once what, that was finished, and I started working on my first client, my first project, I always felt like I needed backup. I needed someone to tell me you're doing it right. Okay. Not just the client, but someone in the field that could tell me, yes, that's correct. And that's how I started joining different communities, um, design communities around the internet. And I ended up founding my own community for women in UX, UI design <clears throat> and web flow development. 
Fantastic. We've got first comment from Olga Vassina. Great to see a PhD online again. What a sunny summer edition. Yay. Exactly. I'm having a sunny, sunny day here. It's quite um, hot because it's almost storm uh, coming here. We had a storm alert and so on. So just in case you lose me, do not worry. Positivity hack will be delivered with or without. <laughs> me. So we are talking about communities and I remember we had a topic with um, our guest. Um, uh, she was talking uh, about community of practice, how important it is to share knowledge with others. And Olga is asking, um, Claudia, what communities do you recommend in terms so... of user experience, user interface? Obviously, obviously. Um, so when you start studying <coughs> design and UX design, there are some tools that you have to learn. Uh, the most common ones are Sketch, Figma, and Adobe XD. So according to the tool that you that you choose, the one that you're most comfortable with, I would say look for a community that's using the same tool. For example, I started um, with Adobe XD on a course by um, Daniel Walter Scott in the UK, and he's got his own community um, about Adobe XD and design. But then I also learned Figma and I fell in love with Figma. So <laughs> I betrayed XD a little bit, don't tell them that. Um, and I went on to Figma and I found uh, a Figma group community on LinkedIn, which is free and they share lots of resources and it's really great. But also if you're, um, if you're a woman and you want to study UX UI design and start building your own websites with Webflow, you can join my community, which is very young. We only started in May, but um, we've got over 300 members. And I try to help and share as much knowledge and resources um, as I can. Uh-huh. And where do you meet? I mean, we've got this uh, this website of your community. We are going to share it in comments uh, right now. Uh, but how do you meet? Because you mentioned uh, before we joined live, you mentioned uh, your weekly meetings. So uh, <laughs> if anybody would like to join, how to join your community, Claudia? Okay, so thank you so much for sharing the landing page. So very simply, if you just uh, click on the landing page, you will be able to see what we're up to. So the, the values that we stand for. Uh, personally, I'm very passionate about reducing the gender gap because I was shocked when I realized um, that only 3% of women actually consider technology as a career. So I, I thought that was quite... Um, shocking and I, I i think we could all benefit from a world where there's a bit more equality in many many fields um so i'm very passionate about that and that's why also i, I started the community and if you want to join you just click on the landing page um and you can see um, the space where we meet every wednesday which is called Gather Town and I've created like a virtual space um, that looks a bit a little bit like Minecraft in terms of graphics. Um, uh, and, and it's like our little office online. So you're gonna see there's a table, there's a meeting table and you create your little avatar and, and you interact with us and the other members of the community. And just like yourself, um, 
I organize events um, every Wednesday and I invite guest speaker that um, share their knowledge about design or Webflow development. So everything is in the landing page, it's free to join and we're very welcoming. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I can tell that you're very welcoming. The first time we met, it was like two months ago. You were just in your on your break from kids and uh, we were <laughs> chatting. You were somewhere in London and uh, you we definitely uh, got the flow going. So uh, <laughs> Olga is asking, we love the community. Why Floxies? That's <laughs> a curious one. Okay, Floxis comes from flox, which in Latin means flame or flower. And actually, the flox plant is a type of flower that grows in tough conditions. And I thought it was a beautiful metaphor for us women to, to grow in this tough condition, you know, in such a man-driven world and, and be, become this beautiful flower that just stands strong. So that's why Floxis. <laughs> Excellent. It's very pink and it's a very um, female oriented or is it is it not too uh, kind of biased? I mean, what if a guy want to join your community? Are they allowed? We actually have one teenage boy. Uh, he's 16. Um, he's got autism and uh, he, he asked me to be part of the community and I said, why not? You know, we're very inclusive. Um, the reason is women in design is just because I want to encourage women to approach um, this field and, and not be intimidated by, I don't know, big groups where maybe they, they might feel like their questions are stupid or they're not good enough. That's why I'm trying to gather as many women as, uh, as possible so that we can all share the same fears, the same dreams, you know, talk about freely about all sorts of stuff. Uh, but obviously, if anyone wants to be part of the community, they can have a private conversation with me. And if I if I think, you know, they'll, they'll be a good fit, then why not? We yeah, we're very inclusive. Also, anyone who um, feels like a woman, you know, uh, you know, could be could be anyone. Excellent. Uh, Claudia, you mentioned the fact that perseverance, that you didn't give up when you first heard no, and you still sent your CV and sent your um, portfolio and uh, you showed your dedication. What are the other important facets to consider if you want to be a woman in technology or you want to be a woman in the UI, UX, whatever you name it? Um, having the soft skills is just as important as having the, the hard skills. So you would have to focus on things like communication. You need to be a good communicator because it's very important. Ultimately, it's the first mean that we have to exchange knowledge, exchange, you know, a conversation with other people. So communication is very important. And also listening, I think, is very important because when you listen to other people and other experts uh, that know a little bit more than you, then that's when you learn. And, and obviously listening to other people's needs as well will help you um, 
design and develop a, a better website as well. And just, just generally be a better human being, I think. Being kind and respectful are the main core values uh, in my life uh, because I think there's no need to prevail on top of one another. We can all cooperate. There's enough space in the world. Technology is such a big cake, as I wrote in my, in my, in my website. It's such a big cake that everyone can have a bite of <laughs> because it's, it's true. Um, and it's, it's a new world, a new job um, experience for all of us. And we can all give it a go. We can all help each other to succeed. Um, that's what I stand for. Mm. Uh, we had a discussion just last year about turning your hobby into business with Giselle Muscat, Gabe Lucas, Minka Zupans. It was episode uh, 09, as I recall. And uh, we were talking about how to have the side hustle, how to have something on the, on the side and how to you can be safe with your job. You can... <laughs> have your monthly salary but you can still make some money on the side and i wanted to ask you <laughs> how how easy was it or how difficult it was for you to combine the two because uh, you know working in uh, in education and having clients meetings can be quite tricky Yes, it's, it's never easy at the beginning, especially if you're trying to approach a new field. Uh, you have to be very well organized and you have to give up on, on some things. For example, I haven't got any time to play video games anymore <laughs> and I'm trying to work so that I can get some time and I can go back into gaming because it's one of my passions as well as many other things that I do. Um, but once you pursue something that you like, your passion, you have to be able to focus and give your all to that passion. So I, I really believed in what I'm creating and the community, and I really love designing and creative, creating websites. So uh, to me, even though I'm coming home very tired from work, from school, the first thing I do, open the laptop, and I'm gonna stay there until dinner time, possibly even after that. But at the beginning, it's necessary that you put an effort um, to create you know, your, your your personality and your your social character out there as well um, is very important to also see if, if that's something that you really enjoy doing, you know, before you commit your whole life to it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I think um, it's it's hard, but it's not impossible. Nothing is impossible if you want it enough. Hello, hello. I'm sorry. I'm just a, a, a bit patchy with my Wi-Fi. Um, I don't hear when you finish your sentence. That's I'm fine. That's terribly fine. sorry, but it was fascinating to hear your insight into how to get into job. Um, one uh, one question um, that uh, I think we need to also answer: What is the main uh, difference uh, between working in technology? or working with a stable job? What do you feel is the main difference you have to prepare yourself for? Um, I would still think uh, of technology jobs as, a, as stable jobs because uh, it could be really dangerous to think of it like something you can do openly on the side. It could be very dangerous to allow too much time uh, or 
you know postpone things or procrastinate <laughs> so uh, i would i would say treat it as a regular job so having your nine to five in the morning should also be having your five till 10 p.m in the afternoon so be structured even if it's something you do on the side um, try and be organized because otherwise it's very easy to accumulate things and end up one week before the deadline with pulling your hair and <laughs> wanted to give it give it all, all up <laughs> would you consider at once at some stage uh, just working um, in technology or giving up on your job or it's out of the question yes no i would definitely consider it because i've been i've been working at school for over six years now and I've, I've been helping loads of children and I feel like I've changed many lives. And being a designer, creating websites just gives me the power to do what I do, but in such a bigger scale, you know, I can help so many other people. And, and I just, yeah, I think we all have these phases in life. So you don't have, you, we keep changing, you know, we, we don't have to st be stuck in a job, in a place, in a country we keep on changing we keep on growing so yes i would like to transition uh, full time and dedicate more time to technology and and what i'm doing right now uh i thought you're gonna say some clients are like children you have the similar approach but uh, it's very kind of you <laughs> to think highly of them uh patrick is asking what um sorry sorry uh, what uh, UX side hustle. How many jobs can you take on at once? Are you multitasking or doing one project at a time? Hello, Patrick. Um, I think it depends on the job. So there are some pl platforms um, that you can use to get your first freelancing gigs, um, like Fiverr, like Upwork, um, and they all offer different kinds of jobs. It could be a whole website redesign, or it could be just designing the navigation bar. So it depends what the client is requesting. Um, and so I think um, that according to the project, then you can start um, juggling a bit more with the with, with the project itself but personally uh, because i've always had kind of um lengthy big projects i tend to do just one and focus on one but it depends on on you know how much time you have and what sorts of projects you're looking for Oh, Olga is asking, thank you, Patrick, for your question. Uh, Olga is asking, so what is the point uh, at which you will feel free mm -hmm. to do your own thing and give up on the day job? <laughs> Whenever is it you... money or, or is it... <laughs> okay, so if you're paying rent <laughs> and if you're living in London like I am, feel... <laughs> First of all, make sure that you can afford that before leaving your full-time job. <laughs> um, I would never say to you, quit on your job without having um, a financial stability at the back. So the moment you do the, the big jump is when you know you're gonna land on a cushion if, you know, in the worst scenario, okay? So that's that, that would be my personal advice because um, as much as I'm, I'm a very dreamy, passionate person, uh, I wouldn't just go for it without having some sorts of backup, you know, like a Google Drive of your life. <laughs> mm. 
totally. Um, Olga is asking another question. Um, do you intend to keep living in London if you go full time in technology? <laughs> Olga, it, it's such a pleasure to have you, by the way. Uh, join my community if you're not there already. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love living in London. I think it's one of those cities where things happen first and then they spread around the world. So, but what I would do probably, I would have my base in London, but I would start traveling a bit more and working remotely, uh, become a digital nomad, uh, like it's very fashionable <laughs> right now. Mm. Uh, yes, so London as a base and traveling the world as a, yeah, as, as a plan. Yep, as a, as a exciting uh, thing to consider when you're freelancing. So Olga was actually asking, will you be a mom, a nomad or move back to Sicily? Definitely <laughs> Sicily is more recommended for the weather than London. And uh, definitely uh, being a digital nomad gives you a freedom of going places and seeing places and being motivated and uh, inspired by the surroundings because isn't it very important to be um, inspired by surroundings for this kind of job? Of course, that's that's exactly what I was um, about to link to because it's like, you know, when you're working in design, you look at, at a tons of websites, or tons of magazines trying to get inspired. But just as you're saying, when you travel, you get the first touch you know first touch experience and you get inspired by different cultures and different you know art and 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 it's so powerful so much powerful to actually be inside the experience than to um maybe get inspiration from a website or a web or a magazine or from a book which are all things that um are recommended when you're starting but if you can travel and just grow as a human as an individual then it would also reflect um onto your onto your job and your designing skills i believe yep uh we have uh, patrick asking another question but before we go into question let me read what manesh nonya i hope i'm reading it correctly uh, her name his name uh, many times it happens that we don't have any active projects or uh, projects we do have are of the same nature so at those situations what do you do to enhance your creativity or skill set in terms of design or no code development claudia Okay, so you have uh, active projects or projects that are the same nature. Okay, so if you want to... Hello, Mahesh, first of all. Nice to see you here. Um, I, I use lots of plugins and websites where I can get inspirations from, from other designers. And I was... Um, I've created like a file, a resource file there as a bonus to all the viewers of your of your show. I will be happy to, to share. Um, so just send me a, a message um, and I will be I will be sharing that with you. And it's got lots of websites where you can get lots of the inspiration from different types of um, design and, and projects. So you don't have to be stuck on just what you're working, but you can try and, you know, enlarge your um, panorama view and and you know, incorporate other other projects of different nature as well. 
Fantastic, Manish. Thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe you could share some of your practices. What is the way you do it? How do you um, cope with struggling with these uh, issues? Patrick is asking, which is your uh, favorite network to get your clients? You mentioned Fiverr. Um, how do you get freelance clients? Um, I use a platform called Upwork. That's just the first platform that I, I used. Um, and I've noticed that compared to Fiverr, uh, just in terms of pricing, um, it's a little bit best um, valued um, because sometimes you can see either clients or even professionals offering websites for $5 and it's just like destroying the whole system for everyone. You know, it's not useful for for either the client or the developer to to rate something that low. Um, whereas with Upwork, I've noticed there's a bit more security and you have to be, they have to approve you as a professional first. So there's a little bit more um, security in that sense. And also they, they deal with the client if you've got any issues with them. Um, it's much more professional in my view. But I also use um, social media to, to get leads because um, I publish tips on UX UI on my Instagram and I've been um, receiving some messages from clients on there as well. Great, thank you so much. And uh, we have a follow-up by Manesh. By the way, I really enjoyed <laughs> this conversation just to share that. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed you being with us because this is a community of women in technology who are supported by men as well. So your support is very, very uh, important to us. Um, Claudia, uh, Olga is asking, what has been the biggest source of inspiration to you? You mentioned, you know, different surroundings. Um, do you get inspiration from other websites or is there a book you could recommend to our viewers? Yes, definitely. Um, the first book that I've read about UX design is called Don't Make Me Think uh, by Steve Krug. And um, that was kind of the first book that opened up my mind into what the structure of a website is. So it kind of modified, shaped my head in terms of what I need when I'm building a website. But in terms of inspiration itself, um, um, I, I use Dribbble, I use Instagram, and I also have a Chrome extension called Muesli, I think. And whenever I open the browser, it just hits me with lots of designs and new uh, artwork from many artists in the world. So um, I can share that with you, Olga. And, you know, whenever I just open my laptop in, and I open the browser, I get all these different websites and I can, and I start just looking at them because they look amazing. and. Yeah, and they inspire me to do to better in my design. And let's not forget that's how we met Claudia, because you posted very creative content on your Instagram page. And I thought, mm, that's a lady <laughs> I need to speak to and invite to our positivity hug delivered. Hence, you are here, Claudia. I wanted to ask you in terms of your career, and in terms of your perseverance and um, you as a woman sometimes uh, can meet, be met with bias. How do you cope with that? How do you cope with the fact that sometimes you may not get the job because you're a female? 
Um, well, just simply, I wouldn't want to work with someone that wouldn't accept me just because I'm a woman. <laughs> it's just just <laughs> as easy as that. <laughs> Mahesh, I hope you agree with that. And uh, it's lovely to see your rainbows and uh, <laughs> and great uh, support. And uh, Olga made a comment and quotation, don't make me think, by a man named Crook, inspiring and bubbly name, indeed. So um, let's go back to the fact about the website, how you create your website. We talked about the inspiration you're getting let's face it some of us already created a website how do we change it to the modern uh, dogma of how to create website is there a point of changing it or do we just stay with what we created 10 years ago um, I would say, obviously, keep yourself up to date. So always try and, and look what the trends are every year. They keep on changing, just like technology is an ongoing changing um, <laughs> kind of, not individual, but organism in a way. So just keep yourself up to date and look for what the trends are. Because if you think even newspapers, right, uh, back in the days, all you had was a bit of writing with a big font. Um, you know, typography was obviously very important. But ever since photography came, they also in started inserting images. So and and the public reacted in a positive way. So I think just the same way that the, the the objects around us adapt to to modern times and and to the future we need to also look at our website and and brush it up and make make it more up to date and um with the current times i believe i believe it's good also because um an out outdated website could also um meet some difficulties in terms of accessibility uh, there's a lot of work that's been done right now for accessibility and um less able people or um, people with, you know, um, um, sites, um, problems, and, and also to be more inclusive for, so there's a lot of work that, that's been done right now for accessibility, inclusion in websites and make sure they're using the right language. So definitely I would say if you, if you have an, um, an old website, try and see how you can put it up to date and with the current times. Mm. I uh, I wanted to ask you also about the fact that so many uh, websites are like, let's say, um, going into the airport, right? You pretty much know where to uh, claim your luggage, you know how to go through the gate, which gate to find and how to navigate through it. And it applies to the website as well. You know where um, you look at the help or you you look at contact us. Uh, you know what to expect from these links. But how do you think anybody can differentiate themselves and create something that shows a little bit of personality or shows what the business is really about? What is your best practice? So there are some things that simply don't have to be changed. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, okay? There are some rules in design and, and they're there for a reason. And so just as you're saying, the user expects to see the navigation bar at the top. 
as well as you know expect to see a next button if you're opening a pop-up so those sorts of things um, are there for a reason and because user experience um, relies a lot on on the psychology of the human being um, certain things um, don't have to be changed necessarily so you don't want to create a disruption all of a sudden by having not a burger menu anymore, but shaping it into an apple, for example. It wouldn't make sense to the user. Uh, you're trying to do something new that nobody knows, and it's really hard to engrave the new feature onto like worldwide, okay? But if you want to differentiate yourselves, um, you just maybe style it in a different way, give it a bit more personality, maybe a different interaction, uh, a bit of motion. So make it different without changing the structure. A little bit like um, body skeleton, you know, the human being, you just change your clothes, okay, to make yourself different or, you know, prettier. <laughs> Great. Well, we've seen the problem with uh, some of these design flaws, like uh, with your laptop, for example, Claudia, right? <laughs> your camera is somewhere hidden between your screen and, and uh, yes, exactly where your keyboard is, whereas natural thing would be, would be at your eyesight at level. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So some people are over engineering something that would be <laughs> pretty much simple. We've got another comment, excellent uh, question from Mahesh. Uh, I guess I am excitingly asking many questions. You're more than welcome. We've got another for 20 minutes. So here we go. But there, here is one more. I have seen you are really consistent and amazing with your posts over social media as a strategy for getting projects and help designers sharing great knowledge. But do you feel like platforms like Upwork, Fiverr are suppressing the value of the designers' work and their skills among the people that it should be actually promoting? What do you have to say about it? Yeah, so just like as um, as I was mentioning before, Mahesh, I think um, designers or clients that um, really, in a way, offend the work that we do by pricing a project at $10, they're really damaging um, our field. So never price your work, never underprice or overprice. Um, I think the platforms are good, uh, but it depends how, how you use them, just for anything, in really, any tool. It's not about the tool, it's about how you use it, okay? So I, I do think that there are some things that need to be fixed. Maybe there should be a limit uh, under which you can price your project or you can ask um, less money than that amount. Um, because as you're saying, we need to value our work and the designers. So I, I, I do believe they should look into that as well. Hmm. We had a, a couple of discussions about that. We actually have on our social media, on our Instagram, we have a comparison of what you can get um, depending on how much you pay. So a simple drawing of a horse can be just, you know, a simple head and, and legs and that's it. Or you can have a proper painting of a horse. Depends on how much you pay and... Uh, how good you feel about so claudia the question would be is there was there any time in your career that you felt bad about delivering a bad project 
Yes, of course. Um, it's a little bit like when you write your diary and you're in high school, you know, and then you're 30 years old and you're reading your diary and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like, is that me? <laughs> so more or less is the same when you start working on your first website. Obviously the first one, unless, you know, <laughs> you're amazing, which, uh, you know, you, you, you can be, <laughs> but your first website will never look the same as the one, you know, your fifth or your sixth, because obviously you're growing in experience and knowledge. So, um, yeah, I, I think these platforms are good when you want to accumulate uh, experience and, and projects for your portfolio. Um, but obviously the more you design, the more you practice, the better you become. I uh, would uh, vouch for that. Also, gaining experience and working with different projects for different clients who, who are coming from different, different fields is also um, much more challenging than working, let's say, for education all your life, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, because you have to obviously... Um empathize once again with the client with the users so if you're not um if you don't know their world you have you have to learn it you have to learn how to behave and what do it do, what do what they expect from you um so you have to be curious as well you need to be open to suggestions and feedback feedback is really important try and look for feedback as much as you can um because sometimes it could be good it could be bad but it will make you grow either way how do you deal with negative feedback? Mm. Well, I, I try if it's if it's just like a comment that it's made to to hurt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then then I just ignore it because I can see where it's coming from. But if it's a negative, uh, if it's a bad feedback that it's backed up with some data, like. Um, that space in there is not good because you can see you've got um, not an equal space between these elements. It's giving me a reason why, and I can learn from that. Okay, um, so I accept that kind of negative feedback uh, because it's not complementing my work, but it's giving me a chance to learn something new or improve my design. But if the, if people are just going to um, say, "Oh, that looks awful," then don't take it personally. It's just. Some people are bitter and we should help them as well. <laughs> hmm. And we should inspire them with some positivity hacks yes. uh, like we are doing sprinkle, today. Sprinkle some happiness. <laughs> totally, totally. So um, definitely never taking it personally because, uh, you know, the, 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 the lifetime is, is too short and as we say, we've got to pack it because there should be, there is no time for regrets. I uh, wanted to thank uh, everyone joining us tonight and uh, making sure that you subscribe to our channel. We are, we were having problems on our Instagram channel, but I think it's going smoothly judging by how many comments we have from Manage, from Patrick and uh, likes as well. I wanted to remind you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. This is a grassroots community focused on women in technology, supported by men as well, because we need diversity. We need diverse projects for diverse clients. We need to create a better technology.
Claudia, you mentioned the fact that you started uh, with the humble beginnings, you were turned down and uh, you had to apply again. What would be your advice for anybody who would like to get and uh, go into your path of your career path? What would be your advice? Or if you could reverse uh, your time, what would you do differently? Uh, my advice would be learn the fundamentals first. Um, so don't, don't just try and, and dive yourself into creating a website, trying to learn on the job. Do that, but after you know a little bit of the fundamentals. So certain rules and, and certain things that have to be applied, as I was saying before, because they've got a reason to be. Um, what would I do differently? Um, I would probably start sooner because <laughs> I'm 31 <laughs> and I think like I've wasted a few years. Uh, uh, yeah, I would have started a lot sooner than what I did, but um, I'm here to succeed and to turn this year into my year. So believe in yourselves, wherever you are, however old you are and, and go for it. You know, if you, if you desire something, work for it and achieve it. Uh, nothing is impossible. Mm, totally. I can vouch for that. We have different uh, members of our community. We had mothers with grown-up children who didn't believe in them. I, um, I spoke to one of our members and she said uh, to her daughter, she's on her way to our meetings, and the daughter was like, you know, what are you talking about? Technology? You know nothing. But then she proved she could do a programming, she could design a little website on WordPress, and she could really prove her worth and everlasting learning definitely works. So, Claudia, in terms of uh, Webflow, we compared it to WordPress. What do you see it as, as a main difference? Why do you encourage people to follow your path, not really WordPress? What, what do you see is easier about your path? Um, I've never used WordPress before, but um, Webflow, I just love it so much because as a designer, what you have with Webflow is the design in freedom. Um, from what I heard, uh, WordPress is based on templates. So you get a template and you customize it. Um, Beata, you can tell me if I'm wrong because I've never used it. But um, what Webflow gives you is complete freedom of the design. So uh, because I'm quite visual, um, I've started um, studying some HTML and CSS and I was using Visual Studio Code, um, you know, to create a simple page. But um, when I started using Webflow, it's just immediate. So you, whatever you're doing, you see it happening straight away and you're building it straight away. So it's very visual. And because I'm a visual learner, um, that's, that's how it works so well for me. And what you can do, um, your design on Figma or whichever designing tool that you chose, and then your design can be translated onto Webflow, uh, which is quite powerful. Excellent. Uh, well, I definitely never tried uh, Webflow, but uh, I might try at one stage because we also talked about no-code um, uh, topic uh, just two weeks ago with uh, our guru for um, no-code, uh, Paulina, uh, talked mm -hmm. about uh, Fibre. 
So um, we have some comments from Kalili, your great supporters, Eva Schneider Olga. and Nana Gian, um, and Olga as well. We are giving a big thumbs up for positive feedback to Claudia on PhD today. Uh, Eva Schneider, thank you, Claudia, and little, little smile. And Nana Gian, Eva Schneider, yeah, sure, I'm here for Claudia, <laughs> there you go. We are all here for you, Claudia. I <laughs> wanted to ask you about uh, your exciting new project. Are you working on anything right at the moment? You've got free time now. You came from London because kids have got holidays. Yes. What are yes, what's your plans? So I just finished working on a project for uh, a client in, in London and I'm, I'm in the talking process for a new client um, in Switzerland right now. But my main focus, my main project, my main love is my community because I, I have to give these girls my, my, my all, you know, they're, um, it's so nice to be able to share the knowledge and, and try and create something beautiful together with like-minded people from across the world. And <clears throat> some of them uh, have commented uh, with such lovely things, um, such as thank you for giving me um, the chance of being into this virtual space in, in a time where we can't travel, we can go anywhere, we can't meet new people. Um, and that was really humbling to me. It was really, I'm really grateful. And I, I can say, I can honestly say there are um, started creating some friendships with them and it's it's just brilliant and <clears throat> i feel like i'm in a team of very talented women and i can create something beautiful with them so my main focus is my community and to collaborate with other communities in the in the design world and in the um, knockout world there's a lot going on there's momentum and this summer i think <laughs> we're on to something great we'll see Claudia, I am hoping <clears throat> that uh, one day we can create a workshop together and I would like to be part of it and uh, we can definitely crack on the web flow or WordPress, whatever we choose, and we can definitely have a big gathering of our communities. Thank you so much. We can see so many of you joining us tonight. Claudia, I wanted to ask you, um, we are coming to the end of our show. Um, none of us are able to achieve success without some help along the way. You mentioned your community members. Is there a particular person who you are grateful towards and you would like to mention her theme tonight? Um, uh, many many people there's um there's eddie jout uh, who's a friend of mine he's a youtuber and he's always supported me from day one like even when i was a bit reluctant about this whole technology thing he was there pushing it and he's such a great human being always helping other people um so eddie is definitely one of them um my partner um, who's always supported me as well uh, throughout this whole madness <laughs> and the school when I get home from school and I'm stressed and I have to do all these other things um, she's always there and um, some community members like Mirella and Maria uh, they're my they're you know my little angels I'll call them because they they'll help me running the community and organizing the events and and I'm growing so much thanks to them as well and I'm sure there's many other people that I can mention, but I love everyone and 
I, I'm here to help anyone. So, you know, uh, let's just be together and yeah, and be good together and, and do some good, bring some kindness into the world. It's much needed. Oh, totally. So your your meetings uh, with your community, your weekly meetings, are they focused on uh, bringing value by interviewing people or is it workshops or is it some topics you you touch upon? What's what's the subject of your meetings? I would like to have you as a guest speaker, actually, to one of my um, Wednesday events. Maybe we can, yeah, we can have a, a talk about that. Um, so the topic is design related or Webflow related. So we had all sorts of, um, we talked about freelancing, we talked about UX writing, um, we talked about uh, conversational designers for chat box, which was completely new to me. Um, and obviously Webflow development, how to create a Flexbox, how to, you know, create a website, how to um, um, better use the SEO on your website um, so for accessibility. So anything related to design or Webflow, because that's my kind of um, niche in the community. And, and the events, are... the events um, are they take yep. place in um, in Gather Town, which is this virtual space that I've customized, and it, it looks like our little office. So I'll be happy to show you that as well. I would love to see that because we are having this uh, discussion, and the only way we can invite people is just by adding comments, like from Manish Nonia. The community IT initiative is really inspiring and great. You <laughs> rock! Thank you so much. That's so kind of you, um, Claudia. Imagine the pandemic is over, and you could invite any person in the world, anywhere in the world. Who would you invite and where would you go to have this private breakfast? Um, I already mentioned to my members of the community that as soon as the borders open up, I would love to have them all come into London and have our first uh, Floxys meetup. I would love to meet them all in person and yeah, share breakfast with them, some scones and breakfast tea. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So it's uh, it's sausage and uh, eggs, right? <laughs> yes, mushroom. Yes, uh, poached egg. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, but if you had to choose just one person, who would it be? It doesn't have to be somebody who's alive. It might be somebody from the past. Hmm. Maybe I could invite Steve, Steve Jobs and tell him all about my community and see if he can help me create a better world. <laughs> well, um, uh, maybe <laughs> in afterlife or maybe there is another Steve Jobs in the making waiting for uh, to emerge and uh, overwhelm us with uh, creative design because that's mm -hmm. what we were talking about today. Uh, Eva Schneider is saying yes, London Town <laughs> for full English breakfast, definitely. Yes. Eva, I think I think uh, by the looks of it, you're Polish. My Polish heart goes out to you. I used to live in London, and I love the city. Uh, we are going to be going with my husband to London in September. Hopefully, we'll meet then. We can have that little breakfast then. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That would be grand. Um, so, um, 
Claudia, there is another question that I always like to ask my uh, guests, and I want to also have your view on your life lesson quote and how did it impact your life, whether at the moment or in, in overall overview? Um, my favorite quote um, is from my favorite book, uh, which is The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. So, excuse me, my French. <laughs> um, it's uh, the essential is invisible to the eye. And I've always stood uh, by that quote um, because there's so much more uh, than what meets the eye. Um, so that's always been a life-changing quote to me. Um, I've always remembered it. Uh, I always try and remember it myself. Um, I, I try and look for, for what's really important and that's often something that you don't see. Mm. For somebody who's focused on eye design and focused <laughs> on how to create websites, it's definitely uh, very important. Um, Eva Schneider is saying that she is uh, definitely Polish and uh, <laughs> we are going to connect uh, on LinkedIn. I will be more than happy to connect with you, Eva, and have that breakfast or dinner or afternoon tea uh, in London. Uh, so, Claudia, it's been a pleasure. I wanted to Cześć. ask you a It's <laughs> a Polish hello. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned your um, future plans, uh, the fact that uh, you are considering career as uh, in, in technology. What next? Uh, you mentioned that you're still learning, you're expanding your knowledge. Are you planning to become a programmer or is it too complex? What's cooking for Claudia Cafe? <laughs> um, definitely not a programmer because I've tried uh, attending a few coding workshops and it just is not for me, just like maths. Um, I'm more like a more of a literature person, more of an art person. Um, so definitely uh, designing and you know, the psychology of the user and the UI aspects of things is what um, fuels me more than, than actual coding. Um, I'm not, I, I admire people who can do all sorts of amazing things. And it's just, um, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't fuel me as much as design. Mm. So I can, um summarize our topic um, with our greatest glory is not in never failing but in rising every time we fall it's by confucius and definitely mm -hmm. your applying for the job again for the prospect again is uh, a perfect example and today's uh, positivity quote goes from maya angelo uh, if you don't like something change it if you can't change it change your attitude thank you so much claudia for joining us from lovely sicily i know you're still stranded in the uh, quarantine i hope yes. you can enjoy lovely sunny days in sicily and i hope you can enjoy positivity hack of today of next week we are going to be joined by um gil um from London, she's going to talk about corporate life uh, and her 
shift into her own company that she acquired with her husband. She's the CEO of Paylink, which is a fintech company, paytech company. And I hope you are going to join Claudia's or ours or both communities because we want you to succeed and we want to bring knowledge by inviting exciting guests. And thank you so much, Manish. Thank you, Patrick, Manish Nonia, Olga Vasina, Elga, Eva Schneider, and Anna Gian for joining us tonight. And I wish you all the success, Claudia, and I hope to see you wherever in the world you are going to be, because we have that secret plan for private breakfast now. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Beata. It was really, really exciting to be here and I support everything you're doing. And yes, let's keep in touch and let's create beautiful things together. Absolutely. Eddie Jaude, thank you so much for your final comment. That's lovely. Everybody, <laughs> go and make positivity you want to see in the world. Bye. Yes. Bye. Did we make it?